In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It seems ironic that the day after we have the huge rummage sale over at St. John, we don't talk about money and possessions and stuff. But there it is. It's in the Gospel lesson. And if you've ever been involved with uh, dispute over stuff like in an inheritance thing with families, you know how nasty that can get. And that's the story in today's Gospel lesson. Um, somebody in the crowd said to Jesus, Jesus, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And in those days, the older son got everything. And if he wanted to share it, he could, but he didn't have to. And apparently, he, he didn't want to in this case. So share, share the inheritance with me. Tell, tell my brother to do that. And Jesus pretty neatly sidesteps that and says, Who made me an, arbitra an arbitration guy in, in inheritance disputes? Watch that you don't fall into greed. And then he told him this parable. There was a guy whose crops yielded abundantly, great bumper crop. And he said, what am I going to do? I've got it. I'll tear down my barns and build greater. And then I will store up ample goods for myself. And I will say to myself, relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And then the story takes a bit of a dark turn because Jesus says to him, you fool, this very night, your life is demanded of you. And now all of these things, Whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. Kind of a sobering uh, little parable, isn't it? Riches, wealth, money, possessions, stuff. In the Christian church, when we talk about money, it's almost always because we don't have enough and we're looking for ways to get more. In your families, when you talk about money, don't you find that it's almost always because you don't have enough and you're trying to you know, save some or get a little more? But in Scripture, when it talks about money or wealth or possessions, it's almost always because somebody has too much and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do with it and it turns into what St. Paul called in our second lesson today, idolatry. That is, that we begin to put our trust and our faith in that which we think is our security in money or possessions or stuff. Idolatry. And again, I don't care what you say you believe in. Practically speaking, whatever gets you by, whatever you put your trust in, that's your God. Maybe that's why it's called the almighty dollar because we treat it like the Almighty. In God we trust, but actually it's the green stuff we trust. The rich fool was not a fool because he was rich. Nothing wrong with being rich. Some of the people in the Bible that held God's favor were extremely wealthy. King David, King Solomon, fabulously wealthy. Father Abraham had flocks and herds for days. People came to him not because he was so wise, but because he was rich. They wanted, how do you do this? What kind of God do you have? How are you getting this stuff? So being rich is not the issue. Being rich is fine, as long as people know what to do with that, with the wealth and the riches. Father Abraham knew what to do with it. In Hebrew, it is said, Barach Barakah. He was blessed 
to be a blessing to the peoples. But there's nothing in the story of the, the rich fool that said he was going to be a blessing to the peoples. There's nothing in there about other people. There's nothing in there, the story about he left some grain in the corner of the field so that the widows could glean that, which sometimes people who were generous did. There's nothing in there about how he was going to go to the temple box and put in stuff for the poor, the widow, and the orphan. There's nothing in there about how he was going to help out his neighbors. Nothing in there at all. In fact, the other thing that was wrong, the reason he was a fool, was because it was all for him. If you go back over that little soliloquy, that little, uh, little talk that he gave, it's about 60 words worth. Fifteen of them are I, me, and myself. That's a quarter of the words that he said are hooray for me and heck with the rest. I will store, what will I do? I will store up my goods. I will sit and take my ease. I will say, well, hooray for you. There was no sense of other people need to be in on this at all. And that's also why he was a fool, because he didn't take that into account. He was a fool because he didn't recognize the interdependence that people have. That we don't, none of us get to be who we are, get where we are by ourselves. When you took a shower this morning, somebody made that soap and shampoo. When you had coffee, somebody picked those beans. When you were in school and learned something, somebody taught you. There's always, there's always a connection between people who are helping one another. I saw a picture of uh, one uh, author had, uh, had this picture in his office about like so, and it showed a turtle up on top of a fence post. And they asked him about that, why, why he said, that, that picture is to remind me, that turtle didn't get up on top of that fence post by himself, and neither did I. He said, I keep that to remind me, other people have helped me, and I need to help other people as well. And that's why the, the, the rich fool was a fool, was because he didn't recognize the interdependence of people. He didn't recognize what was important in life. He was majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. You know, all the stuff that he had, you know, like Jesus said, yeah, and when you're dead, who's, who's is this stuff going to be? Oh, great, you'll be the richest man in the cemetery. Good for you. What, what's the point here? You know, this is not something that has eternal significance. What did you do today that has eternal significance? Not just temporal good times. What, what will last? What will last? And so, you know, I think about all the times that I've been in hospital rooms and rooms in nursing homes and at home of people who are ill, seriously, who are dying. And uh, let me tell you, th here's things that I never hear in these rooms. I have never heard somebody who is dying say to me, man, I wish I'd piled up a little more money for myself. Boy, I wish my 401k was doing better right now. I have never heard anybody say, wow, I sure wish I had stayed at the office and spent more time there. Boy, I regret taking time out to coach my son's little league. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you, I, I never hear people saying things like, well, I, I, sure, I sure wish I hadn't spent so much time, you know, uh, trying to work things out with my husband or my wife and have a good relationship there. I, I never hear people saying stuff like that. And most of the time in life when people have regrets, it's not that they regret what they did. It's they regret what they didn't do. And Jesus is saying, quit rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. 
Do something that's meaningful. Do something that's going to have significance to you now and on into the future. Do the things that are important. People who are around a while sometimes realize that. This is the stuff that's important. My relationship with God. My relationship with my family and my friends and how I feel about myself. My relationship with me. That's what's important. And so Jesus reminds us again today that we ask the question, Lord, what do I need? More stuff or more you? Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.